This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. I am Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, and let's call this College Baseball Season is Now Underway edition of the Cards Cast. Louisville, as they do every year, Dan McDonald takes his team out of town, usually to a warmer client to get the the season underway. This year it was to Tampa, Florida, on the campus of South Florida, where they faced three different teams. Charlotte, a win on Friday. They faced host uh, South Florida on Saturday, a loss, and then finished it off with a Sunday morning game against UConn in an ugly loss. A lot of things for, for Louisville to figure out. And it's not necessarily that they're coming back or returned to Louisville at 1-2. and two. It's kind of how they did it or how maybe how they didn't do it uh, that, that left Dan McDonald, as he said, frustrated following the weekend, their opening weekend of baseball. You know, the, the team committed in the three games a total of eight errors. Um, and, and with most of those painful miscues coming in those two losses. And, and both and in those losses, the miscues certainly played a role in the Cardinals picking up an L instead of a W uh, after those nine innings. Against USF, the Sun did play a role. Um, you have to throw that out there. But still, you know, these are those high pops into the Sun, deep fly balls in the Sun are things that you have to prepare for, that you practice for, and you have to make, you know, and yes, you know, it's going to cause the occasional miscue. That is something of, in baseball. We see it at all levels. But when you see one, Two and three, all in the same inning. One that just hits the the turf because nobody can find it. Two others that are basically dropped in the outfield. Um, those certainly come back to haunt you. And in that game against South Florida, it helped them put up a huge crooked number on the scoreboard. One that Louisville never really could overcome. And in you against UConn, five total errors. You had throwing errors that allowed innings to continue. You know, and, and in both of those cases, coming in the second inning, that really you didn't do the starting pitching any favors. You certainly, you know, as Dan McDonald explained, those were games where you had to get like gave the opponent seven, eight outs basically just to get the three and get off the field. And in, in both those games, the, the starting pitcher did not make it to the third inning. You know, so certainly a lot of things to to clean up as they head back to Louisville or as they did, they returned to Louisville. They opened their 18 game home st- 18 game homestand tonight, moving that up because of weather on Tuesday with Xavier coming in at Jim Patterson Stadium. So the Cardinals not going to be able to get a full practice in uh, before they play uh, Xavier Hopefully they'll be able to work on a little bit before that game. But again, that is tonight at 530. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about, to get a little impartial view on Louisville's opening weekend, uh, Joe Healy from Baseball America will join us here in a few moments to give his thoughts on what he took away from Louisville's first three games down here in Tampa, kind of what to expect from the ACC and more. So stay tuned to to hear from Joe in just a, a few moments. But 
A lot of a lot of things to be frustrated uh, about what you saw in Louisville. Cardinals twenty eight and twenty two last year missed the postseason just the second time in Dan McDonald's tenure that that has happened. Uh, so Louisville uh, expecting, hoping, trying for a bounce back year, so to speak. Some of the players have called it a revenge tour as they you know kind of start working through their schedule to prove. Okay, this is who we are. We're going to reach the expectations that this program has. So um, didn't meet that in Florida. Uh, coming out of one and two, it does not meet the revenge tour definition, I would not think. But even so, even with the frustration and disappointment that we saw in Tampa, there are you know there were some good things to, to take away. Here's a couple of the guys, some of the guys that uh, you know that uh, I think got off to you know decent starts. Cameron Masterman, five for ten at the plate. Christian Napchek finished 385 over the weekend, scored four runs. Bet Metzinger, especially in the opener against Charlotte, he had that huge two-run home run to kind of get the season underway. Um, he finished 333 at the plate for the weekend with four RBIs. Uh, again, most of that uh, coming in the first game. Jack Payton, one of the big surprises, uh, the backup catcher, really one of the big surprises for the weekend. He finished four for eight uh, for the weekend, 500 at the plate. And then on the mound, I was really impressed with Riley Phillips. He came in uh, and settled things down on Sunday, worked four innings, only gave up two hits, no runs, had four strikeouts, issued just one walk. Um, a guy to really get excited about is in-state freshman addition, uh, Will Coger. Made his college debut, uh, worked three innings, allowed three hits, gave up a run, issued four strikeouts with no walks. Looked really impressive uh, in doing it. I'm excited to see how his freshman season progresses. Could he eventually work his way uh, into a starter's role, a midweek starter's role? Who knows? We'll see. Sometimes you get these 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 freshmen that as they progress over their freshman year, their role will increase. And if you get to the postseason, potentially become even more. Cameron Robinson had a solid outing. Uh, on Saturday, throwing uh, three innings, allowing two hits with just one run and striking out four. Michael Prosecki, um, the leader in the clubhouse, the early season closer to handle those responsibilities for the Cardinals. You know, he has his first save opportunity on Friday. He did pick up the save, but he worked two innings, uh, struck out five, only walked one, gave up one hit. But that one hit was a no doubter, a two run home run. Um, you give that leadoff walk, and then the two-run home run comes back to haunt you. Seems like every time, and that narrowed Louisville's uh, three-game lead, uh, three-run lead to just one. Brought Dan McDonald out of the uh, out of the dugout for a pretty cool moment, uh, as Ben Metzinger relayed to me following the game. As Dan McDonald come out, came out, he signaled for his infielders to all meet at the at the at the mound, and it wasn't that long of a visit. Basically, what he did was, I'm going to take a quick poll and went to each player, and I posted this on the message board, he went to each player asking him, do you still trust Michael Persecchi to finish this game? He also asked Michael Persecchi that question. Each one, including Michael, all said yes, we trust him. Next batter, struck out. Final out came on a little fly, infield fly. Cardinals picked up their first win. So it's kind of an example of how you can see how Dan is trying to instill leadership, confidence, and trust and as well as being able to learn how to fight through those difficult moments there in game one. But certainly the Cardinals now home have some difficulty to fight through themselves. They need to, to write their defense. They need to become more consistent at the plate and they need to, you know, become more consistent on the mound. And, you know, the pitchers need to have that defense behind them. As Dan McDonald said, you know, all three segments of the game, defense, hitting and pitching all need to show up. Uh, but your, your defense and your pitching 
need to be consistent. They need to be there because there's going to be times where, uh, you know, you might be facing a great pitcher who kind of shuts down your offense. So you've got to have great defense and pitching. Those have to show up each and every uh, outing uh, for your team to, to have uh, the success that, success that they want them to have. So, again, a frustrating weekend for Dan McDonald's squad down in Tampa. Hopefully this 18-game homestand can get them righted. Um, it begins, again, on Monday night against Xavier. Dartmouth coming in uh, this weekend. They have some big series coming up. Michigan will be coming into Jim Patterson Stadium. Um, and at the end of this 18-game uh, homestand will be the ACC opener as Notre Dame comes into Jim Patterson Stadium for what should be a key big series. The Irish among one of the favorites uh, in the ACC uh, this season. So that will be a big uh, opportunity for Louisville there. But a lot of work to do before you get to there. I'm excited to bring on our guest, get his thoughts on what he took away from Louisville's opening weekend. Joe Healy from Baseball America now joins us in the Cards Cast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, we're here in uh, Tampa, Florida, as Louisville's just wrapping up their weekend series uh, at South Florida. The Cardinals, unfortunately, finished one and two. Uh, excited to be joined here on our CardsCast podcast with Joe Healy from Baseball America. You caught a couple of the Cardinals games. First reactions from what you saw? It's a talented bunch, but a, a group that's still clearly got some stuff to work out, right? I mean, um, the pitching staff has good arms. Saw some some good things this weekend. I like what Keener did on, on Friday, and, and Prosecchi had some good moments. He was electric for the most part in his outing, and Koger was pitched well yesterday at the game I wasn't here for, but from just what I heard. And even today with a kid like Riley Phillips coming on and giving them four really good innings and, and keeping them in that game that turned out not to be close, but at the time he was really keeping them in it. So you like individual parts on the mound, but it, to me it still feels like a collection of arms and not really a pitching staff yeah. yet. And I think for Louisville fans, at least at this early juncture, it feels a little unnervingly like what they dealt with last year. What I would say is first weekend, so we, we get that. This is also a different year. Remember that COVID really upset so much of last year in trying to build a team. So I would preach some patience here because I saw a lot of high-end stuff on the mound this weekend, and it just just didn't quite click. But, you know, Louisville was in two games out of the three. The one today kind of got away from them. The weekend could have gone a little different if one or two things happened a little bit, a little bit differently. So uh, it's, I like this team. I think you give the benefit of the doubt to this coaching staff. I don't need to tell you and your listeners that. No. Obviously, the proof is in the pudding there. It just feels like a team that hasn't quite coalesced yet. Yeah, I think you I think you hit it right there when you're talking about the pitching. And, and that's what we saw from Louisville last year. I mean, you and I were talking earlier is it seemed to change almost every weekend who was going to be the starting rotation. And then when you see this weekend scores, especially if you weren't really watching or listening, you might get a little nervous. Okay, that's where we are again this year. Um, patience does seem to, to be you know the message this early. Talking with Dan McDonald, the head coach afterwards, he also said he was pleased with some of the pitching performances. When you, if, if you're McDonald and you're in Louisville pitching coach Roger Williams, what do you take out of this? Because obviously you had some concerns, especially with a couple of starters, but those 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 middle guys seem to really pick things up for him. Yeah, I, I would say that's it. I, I would say that the, the the story there for me is that you know maybe we didn't get what we, the length we wanted out of our starting pitchers this weekend, but in just about every game this weekend there was something you could take from it—a a guy here or a guy there that actually maybe 
overperformed what we might have expected coming into that mm-hmm. spot. So um, it's going to take some time for roles to shake out. And look, this is college baseball. One thing I say about a hundred times every year is that teams that are really, really good or, ex- or those that expect to be really good, like Louisville expects to be, desperately want to have a, 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 a hard and fast Friday guy and a Saturday guy and then your Sunday guy. And you want to have these really hard and fast roles. But the reality is this is college baseball, and outside of your top three or four guys, most teams don't really have that much of a firm role on their pitching staff. Things are pretty fluid. So I think when you come out of this weekend, you look, okay, you know, we feel pretty good about these handful of guys, and next weekend we're going to go into it, and hey, let's see if we can find a couple of others. These early season games, you want to win the games, obviously, versus losing them. That's obvious. But if you're if that's not going to happen, at least kind of figure out who your guys are, and that's what these first few weeks are for, and I have a lot of confidence they're going to get that part figured out. The other piece of it is, okay, sure, in today, Sunday, the loss to UConn, offense wasn't really there, and there are some guys that are kind of wearing it early in the season. A really tough weekend for <laughs> Levi Usher on a, on a lot of fronts. Yeah. Dalton Rushing didn't have the best weekend, and then Metzinger had a big hit on Friday, but after that was you know, uh, not as impactful. So, But I think this offense is pretty dynamic overall. I mean, I really like the middle of the order with guys that have power. I love Christian Napchik's game at the top of the, at the, top of the order. I mean, just a fun... I don't want to say slap hitter because that almost comes off as <laughs> offensive, but you know just the way he's able to control the bat and just his feel to hit is, is so, so good. And I think you saw some sparks from some some younger guys throughout the weekend. So I think the lineup is going to hit, and it's tough to say on a day when they scored, you know, what was it, two runs? Two runs. Uh, two yeah, runs, yeah, and they both the came in the ninth, you yeah. know, um, with a bunch of reserves coming into the game. But So I think the offense is going to be fine. Games like today are, are just going to happen. Um, so I think that's going to be the thing that guides Louisville, much like it did for stretches last season, going to guide Louisville through the parts of the year where they're still trying to figure out what they have on the mound. Yeah, you know, and, and even in their lineup, they're still trying to figure out, okay, who's going to be our top nine. Um, but th- there's still that third phase of the game, which is their defense, and that's certainly, you know, that they're a team that came into the season with high expectations. Dan McDonald still, you know, just told me moments ago they still feel pretty good about what they're going to be able to do defensively. But you saw today, I mean, five errors. A couple of real costly ones, uh, you know, against South Florida. It really helped the the opponents put up crooked numbers. Yeah. So one thing I would say there too is so setting aside some of the outfield errors, like I, you know, like I said, I wasn't here Saturday, but it was just there were a couple outfield errors that were maybe a little bit sun related. Yeah, there was some sun got involved. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's toss those out and just look at kind of today. I think both sides really struggled defensively. UConn made three errors of their own True. and had a couple of other misplays. And and one thing that Jim Pinders, UConn's coach, said um, a couple of times to me this weekend was that. You know, one thing that was different about this weekend was that you have a bunch of turf teams coming here to play on dirt and grass. And I think sometimes we overlook, you look at a team like UConn or Louisville, and we tend to focus on the, well, it's been cold this winter. They've been inside a lot. They, you know, or they've been practicing outside and shivering because it's 25 degrees. What people don't talk about as much that is a big factor early in the season is these guys haven't played true hops off of dirt in a long, long time. Um, and as college baseball moves more and more to turf, that becomes less and less common. So you come down here where you're playing on dirt and grass, and it's it's just different. And so the infield defense did look a little timid, and it was not just limited to Louisville. I think that's been a theme kind of throughout this weekend. So um, I don't want to say let's throw all that out because you never want to make five errors in a game, but that's a caveat I would bring to the table defensively was that this is a new experience for Louisville and something – they're not going to experience as much as, you know, 20 years ago, everybody played on, on dirt and grass. Now you kind of have to move back and forth, and playing defense on those two surfaces is a completely different experience. Again, we're joined by Joe Healy from Baseball America. You guys have a couple great podcasts that you do each week as well. Yeah, so we go twice a week during the season. Uh, we do a, a weekend recap podcast that comes out Mondays. 
or Tuesdays, depending on travel schedules. Um, then we do a weekend preview podcast that comes out Thursday morning. So we, we go twice a week during the season to kind of give you a recap of where things stand in and look ahead. Yeah, so make sure you go to baseballamerica.com to check those out. Now, you guys are, are headquartered in Durham, which is obviously the heart of ACC country. You can scan you know, in your poll, anybody's polls, and you see a lot of ACC programs. What's your thought on the league so far this year, or what, what's your expectations for the league? Yeah, I think it's going to be a stronger league than it was last year. It's hard to know how much of last year with the mediocrity in the ACC, which which Louisville was obviously a part of, just yeah. not, a, not a season up to Louisville standard. I don't need to tell you guys that, but... That was true kind of across the board if you take Notre Dame out of it. Obviously, Notre Dame, wildly successful season. <laughs> Outside of that, though, it was a, it was a lot of lot of men. Even NC State was was pretty mediocre until the end of the season. They got hot, obviously rode that, that wave to Omaha. But I think this year it's a much better conference at the top. I think there are a few teams that have risen to the top of that. You know, if anybody thinks Notre Dame is going to be a one and done, they're sorely mistaken. Most of that mm-hmm. team is back. I think that team is really good. Virginia is a talented team, obviously another Omaha team that was – kind of up and down during the regular season that got hot at the right time. Florida State, to me, is the team that maybe we're a little low on now because we're in wait-and-see mode offensively. But what I would say about Florida State is anybody who's been following college baseball tends to associate offense with Florida State. And I think they'll still hit okay this year, but their big thing is they might have the best one-two punch in the rotation in the country with with Messick and Hubbard, a couple of lefties at the front of the rotation. Um, that's going to be a little more of a, a pitching outfit than it has been in the past. And so if Florida State can figure out the bats piece, I think that's a national title contender program, which is outside of that run they made to Omaha a couple of years ago in Mike Martin's last season, that has not necessarily been a consistently true thing of FSU in the last few years being national title good. I think they could be that this year. Before I let you go, um, obviously college baseball is opening weekend. Have you been able to track what's been going on around the country and any surprises to your mind? Or? Yeah, I mean, Long Beach State winning a series in Mississippi State, I think yeah. that's really the big headline this weekend. Um, that is is and isn't a surprise, right? So we liked Long Beach State. We had them in our preseason field of 64. Other polls have them ranked. Um, we've been getting a lot of buzz from West Coast scouts about how good Long Beach State is. Um, so this was not necessarily a surprise. Uh, given what we knew about them. But on the other hand, this Mississippi State team that won a national title last year is ranked in the top three coming into this year. They're playing at home in arguably the best atmosphere in, in college baseball. You never expect a, a team to go to Starkville, no matter how good they are, and, and win a series like that early in the season. And that's what Long Beach has done. So really impressive uh, showing there. The best series other than that is, has probably been Vanderbilt and Oklahoma State. I mean, that's just a couple of teams that – um, both have Omaha aspirations that the first two days of that series, and as we speak here, a third game still to come this weekend, have just been beating each other up. Um, those kind of series early in the season are, are, are a lot of fun. Uh, you learn a lot about those teams, and those teams end up learning a lot about themselves. So um, especially given what we dealt with last year in college baseball, where the beginning of the season kind of felt like a like a meek start because teams weren't traveling as much, te- you know, teams were playing a more local schedule, this has been a nice return to – almost having to keep your head on a swivel to keep up with everything going on throughout college baseball. Yeah, it should be an exciting year. I'm looking forward to, to following it along, and hopefully we'll bump into each other a few more times, especially out in Omaha if, if uh, Louisville can get lucky. But, uh, Joe Healy, appreciate you joining us here in the Cardscast today. Yeah, happy to do it. I appreciate it. Where can people find you on Twitter? At Joe Healy BA. All right, and make sure you work, check out his work at BaseballAmerica.com. Again, want to thank Joe Healy from Baseball America joining us in the cards cast, great stuff from him. A kind of a, a recap of his thoughts from Louisville's opening weekend, as well as uh, what to expect from the ACC and, and the opening and reaction from the opening game games around the country of college baseball. 
And, you know, the season clearly didn't get underway as Louisville had hoped. Um, they have gone one and two in these uh, early season events when they scoot out of town to be in Florida and ended up in Omaha. But clearly with the way things went these first three games, a lot of work to be figured out. Uh, as Dan McDonald called it, a frustrating weekend uh, for Louisville baseball. So they got a lot of figuring uh, things out and got to clean up the errors, uh, continue to work on the pitching a little bit. And, and, and Dan wants to see the, the offense become, it sounds like, you know, a little bit better attitude on a daily basis. You got to bring it to the ballpark day in and day out. Um, so looking forward to tracking that. And now the Cardinals have returned home. They begin an 18-game homestand uh, at Jim Patterson Stadium starting tonight uh, because of impending weather on Tuesday. The game has moved forward uh, from Tuesday to now Monday. Cardinals hosting Xavier at 5.30 this evening. Game is available on ACC Network Extra. Free admission for those wanting to go out, so it's kind of cool to be able to see the Cardinals under the lights this early in the season. Uh, McDonald had hoped uh, you know, to, to get a, a, a practice in between the Florida experience and, uh, and their home opener. That's not the case now as you know, maybe they'll get some uh, some short work in, but uh, not certainly not a full practice. Wanted to be able to work out some of those things that they experienced down in Florida, so they're going to have to do it against a live opponent. Again, Xavier on uh, tonight, 5.30, Jim Patterson Stadium, Monday night. Uh, and then they will have Dartmouth in this weekend for a three-game series at Jim Patterson Stadium. All three of those games will also be available on the ACC Network Extra. Friday's game will begin at 3.00. Saturday's game is set for a 1 o'clock first pitch, and then first pitch on Sunday for the wrap-up is set for noon. Again, Cardinal Authority, we, we started off every year wherever the team opens their season, and we're going to continue to cover them you know, throughout uh, their, their pre-ACC schedule, throughout the ACC schedule, and then into the postseason, which will hopefully end in Omaha. So let's uh, knock on some wood. Hopefully the Dan McDonald and his team can figure thing, some things out and get uh, the right ship, uh, the ship righted, uh, so to speak. So, but we're going to have it all for you from start to finish here at Cardinal Authority. I'm Michael McCammon, senior writer from Cardinal Authority, and this has been a Cards Cast.